Welcome to Zichud Dav Siman Memor by Avram Goldar and Tehim with Sechus Ksubis Tav Sadiches, the eleventh parak Amman in Yizonas. This is going to be an abbreviated shir. The Zichud Sechus Ksubis program has been generously sponsored as a schus for Hachazachas Atoyer. So the three topics we're going to focus on: Number one, Rabbi Breda Rava sent the following question to Rav Yosef: Mocheresh Rabbi Basin, Srichashvua, Ain Srichashvua. If an Almana sells her late husband's estate to collect her Ksuba without consulting Basin, does she require a Shvua or not? Rashi explains that the question is whether she must take a shvua that she did not collect more than the value of her ksuba. Rav Yosef answered to Boyochachraza, but you should have asked instead whether public announcement is required before she sells a property. Rav Yosef is referring to the basin's public auction of a debtor's property. If the almana must also sell the property through a public auction, then people will know how much it was sold for and there is no need for her to take a shvua. If she does not, then perhaps she does need to take a shvua. Rav Yosef says that Rabbi should have inquired about this first, since the answer to this question will determine whether his inquiry is relevant. After Rabbi's explanation for why he did not inquire about the Achraza is rejected, the Gemara concludes that the Halacha is, Tzricha Shvua ve'ena Tzricha Achraza. An Almana requires a Shvua and does not require a Achraza. Point number two, the next mission states, Almana Shaisa Ksubas Masayim, an Almana whose Ksuba is worth 200 Zuz. And she sold property worth 100 zuz for 200 zuz, or she sold property worth 200 zuz for 100 zuz, she has received her ksuba. Rashi explains that in the latter case, we can tell her that she caused the loss of half her ksuba herself by underselling the property. If her ksuba was worth 100 zuz, and she sold property worth 100 zuz, and at dinner for 100 zuz, makrobatl, her sale is void. And even if she says, I'll return the extra dinner to the heirs, the sale is void. But Rabban Shimon Gamliel says, her sale always stands, and unless there will be enough to leave over in a field, an area of nine kabin, and in a vegetable garden, an area of half a kav, and according to the opinion of Rabbi Kiva, an area in the garden the size of a base rova, a quarter kav. According to Rabbi Shimon Gamliel, the only time the sale is void is when the land that was sold in excess of the ksuba, together with any bordering land that has remained in the possession of the heirs, equals an area that could have been used as a field. And point number three, the Gemara asks that if in the second case of the Mishnah, where the Almana sold the land worth 200 zuz for 100, and we tell her, you lost half your ksuba by understanding the land, then in the Mishnah's first case, where she sold property worth 100 zuz for 200 zuz, let her say, I profited by overcharging, and the heirs still owe me half the ksuba. Rav Nachman answered in the name of Rabbi Ravu, here in our Mishnah, Rabbi has taught, that all windfall monies received by a shulich belong to the owner of the purchase money, meaning the sender or buyer himself. Rush explains that the shulich cannot claim that he earned the extra profit. This issue is a Malchokas and I'm Yehuda holds extra profits go to the shulich, and Rabbi Yossi holds that when an item does not have a fixed price, such as in our case of land, the extra earnings go to the principal, referring to the heirs. Rebbe wrote the Mishnah according to Rabbi Yossi's opinion. So once again, the three points are number one, Rabbi Reda Rabbi sent the following question to Rabbi Yosef. If an Almana sells her late husband's estate to collect her ksuba without consulting Basin, does she require a shvua or not? Rashi explains that the question is whether she must take a shvua that she did not collect more than the value of her ksuba. Rabbi Yosef answered to Boyochachraza, but you should have asked instead whether a public announcement is required before she sells a property. Rabbi Yosef is referring to the Basin's public auction of a debtor's property. If the Almana must also sell the property through a public auction, then people will know how much it was sold for and there is no need for her to take a shvua. If she does not, then perhaps she does need to take a shvua. Rav Yosef says that Rabbi should have inquired about this first, since the answer to this question will determine whether his inquiry is relevant. 
After Rabbah's explanation for why he did not inquire about the Achraza is rejected, the Gemara concludes that the Halacha is, Tzricha Shvua ve'ena Tzricha Achraza. An Alman requires a Shvua and does not require a Achraza. Point number two, the next Mishnah states, Alman Ashai Seksubas Masayim, an Alman whose Ksuba is worth 200 Zuz. And she sold property with 100 zuz for 200 zuz, or she sold property with 200 zuz for 100 zuz, she has received her ksuba. Rashi explains that in the latter case, we can tell her that she caused the loss of half her ksuba herself by underselling the property. If her ksuba was worth 100 zuz, and she sold property with 100 zuz, and a dinner for 100 zuz, makrobato, her sale is void, and even if she says, I'll return the extra dinner to the heirs, the sale is void. But Rabban Shimon Gamliel says, her sale always stands, and unless there will be enough to leave over in a field, an area of nine kabin, and in a vegetable garden, an area of half a kav, and according to the opinion of Rabbi Kiva, an area in the garden the size of a base rova, a quarter kav. According to Rabbi Shimon Gamliel, the only time the sale is void is when the land that was sold in excess of the ksuba, together with any bordering land that has remained in the possession of the heirs, equals an area that could have been used as a field. And point number three, the Gemara asks that if in the second case of the Mishnah, where the Almana sold the land worth 200 zuz for 100, and we tell her, you lost half your ksuba by understanding the land, then in the Mishnah's first case, where she sold property worth 100 zuz for 200 zuz, let her say, I profited by overcharging, and the heirs still owe me half the ksuba. Rav Nachman answered in the name of Rabbi Rabu, here in our Mishnah, Rabbi has taught, that all windfall monies received by a shuliach belong to the owner of the purchase money, meaning the sender or buyer himself. Rush explains that the Shuliach cannot claim that he earned the extra profit. This issue is a Malchokas denying Rabbi Yehuda holds extra profits go to the Shuliach, and Rabbi Yossi holds that when an item does not have a fixed price, such as in our case of land, the extra earnings go to the principal, referring to the heirs. Rabbi wrote the Mishnah according to Rabbi Yossi's opinion. All right, so now we go to our Simradaf Tzadiches, and our standard sim is a clown, based on our association to the word schok, laughter. So here goes. The clown act with Mrs. Clown playing in Almana, selling her late husband's property in a public auction and taking a Shavua, featured her underselling Mr. Clown's land by a half and being told she caused herself a loss and then selling his property at twice its value and being told Hakola Bahamos and the extra profits go to Mr. Clown's kids. Once again, it's slow motion. The clown act, clown act. That must be more enough. Sadiches, chok. The clown act with Mrs. Clown playing an almana, selling her late husband's property in a public auction and taking a shavua, which reminds us, Robert Ray Rava sent the following question to Rav Yosef. If an almana sells her late husband's estate to Kletter Ksuba without consulting Basin, does she require shavua or not? Rush explains that the question is whether she must take a shavua that she did not collect more than the value of her ksuba. The more concludes that the halacha is tzricha shavua in a tzricha hachraza. An almana requires a shavua and does not require a hachraza. So the clown actor with Mrs. Clown playing in Almana, selling her late husband's property in a public auction and taking a Shavua, featured her underselling Mr. Clown's land by a half and being told she caused herself a loss, which reminds us, the next mission brings about focus regarding the status of the sale when Almana undersells or oversells a property to collect Aksuba. So the clown act with Mrs. Clown playing in Almana, selling her late husband's property in a public auction and taking a Shavua, featured her underselling Mr. Clown's land by half and being told she caused herself a loss, and then selling his property at twice its value and being told, Hakola, Bahamalos, and the extra profits go 
to Mr. Clown's kids, which reminds us, the Gemara asks that if in the second case of the Mishnah where the Almana sold the land worth 200 zoos for 100 and we tell her, you lost half your exuber by underselling the land, then in the Mishnah's case where she sold property worth 100 zoos for 200 zoos, let her say, I profited by overcharging and the heirs still owe me half the exuba. Rav Nachman answered in the name of Rabbi Bar Avua, here in our mission, the Rabbi is taught, that all windfall monies received by a shaliach belong to the owner of the purchase money, meaning the sender or buyer himself. Rashi explains that the shaliach cannot claim that he earned the extra profit. So once again, the clown act with Mrs. Clown playing on Almana, selling her late husband's property in a public auction and taking a shavua, featured her underselling Mr. Clown's land by a half and being told she caused herself a loss. And then selling his property at twice its value and being told, Hakola Bohamos, and the extra profits go to Mr. Clown's kids. All right, that concludes today's year. This is Rabbi Avram Golden Zichu wishing you a great day and great learning.